Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. It's Thursday. You know what that means. It's Dynamite Review Day. It's a special Dynamite Review Day. It's Dynamite 200 Review Day. The AEW had their 200th episode of Dynamite last night. And joining me, as always, for AEW reviews is the one, the only, the AEW guru, Mr. Dave Robinson. <clears throat> How you doing, Ad? You okay? All good, my man. What a show. Um, so glad that Dynamite last night was as good as, certainly as I, it reminded me like of an old school episode of Dynamite, like back to what they do best. So I, I, I haven't spoken to you yet, so I don't know if you feel the same, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the show. We will get into all the nooks and crannies very shortly. But first, and before Dynamite went on air last night, there was some big breaking contract news from AEW. And that contract news, in well, there was quite a lot of them in the end come out and said it. But the three or the four main ones that have re-signed with AEW is basically the elite. They're there, Dave. They're going nowhere. There won't be a WrestleMania next year, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, man, I'm so pleased that's done and dusted now because it was a bit of a cloud hanging over AEW. You know, Cody left, which hurt the hurt the company. Absolutely. No matter what anybody says, that was, that was it was devastating, really. Yeah. Um, but to lose Kenny in the books would have been, yeah, incomprehensible, really. So the fact that they've, kind of settled up on on a deal and they're going to be there long term is just great for AW fans. I've been concerned and, and people have said it, Conan said it on on his podcast, on the Keep It 100 podcast, that they seem disinterested. Uh, and there was times that I, I could feel that they perhaps were, they didn't look happy, you know, or as happy as they used to be. Um, but the fact that they've put pen to paper and they've committed the future to AW, there obviously are, you know, um yeah, they, they wear a lot of hats in terms of yeah. some of the roles they fulfilled backstage. Uh, Kenny Omega, obviously heavily involved with the, the Fight Forever game. So it's not just the it's not just the on-screen thing. So perhaps if they look a bit tired at times or, yeah, we'll have to just give them the benefit of the doubt from now on because why else would they have committed their future? So, yeah, he, Kenny even mentioned the possibility of collision as well, which we'll get to, but yeah, yeah tantalising stuff. We'll touch upon that. Um, also included in, in the renewals, uh, Dark Order uh, and Kip Sabian, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, great. I mean, Kip, uh, I've been a bit, little bit underwhelmed by how he's been booked since he's come back. How he's performed has been phenomenal. He's a great, great wrestler and um, somebody that I thought when he came back would be elevated perhaps towards TNT title or, or maybe even a little bit more with Orange. I know he did have yeah. the one match with Orange, but... It wasn't a feud as such, really. It was pretty much done and dusted within a couple of weeks. Um, so Kip's a good pickup. I really like Dark Order, and they seem to have been redirecting the Dark Order as well in yep. terms of their presentation. And it's just the three guys now, really. Um, so they're more of a, a trio. So again, great, great news for AEW fans. Um, and it takes that doubt out of the way, and we can forget about it, and we can move on to more exciting things like All In and All Out. 
Yeah, not forgetting Hooked on Wrestling, Shake It All About. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to that? No. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I'm, we're in London Friday to Monday for um for obviously all the, the festivities. We might be going to Rev Pro on the Saturday night. Um, but yeah, to stay over for a Monday show as well, it's just a bit much for us, but yeah. there's, there's enough wrestling that weekend. And then obviously within a couple of days, another dynamite and then, and then back around to rampage collision and all, all out. So all out. they got the work cut out for them, but we've got some, we've got a match to talk about, which was what we hoped for last week. What we'd be yes. saying this week, that there'd be a match set and, yes. and what a match it is. So okay. yeah, things are really looking up again for AEW. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I couldn't be more positive today, Matt. Yeah, it's good. It's all good news. Uh, I'm in Queensland. I'm going to be a pro on Sunday. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward. I've just, they've just announced their big eight man main event and it's really good, but I'll, I'll send, I think I may have sent it to the group earlier, but, well, that man, Mike Loku, um, is in in that, isn't he? And, he is. Yes. He uh, is. Oh, what we've got! I've just got to mention this. What what an interview we did with him the other day. I mean, we've we've met, had the privilege of meeting a lot of wrestlers now and having some great interviews. Really, kind of, uh yeah, informative. They kind of peel the curtain back a little bit and lay us into their world. Uh, Michael Oku is such a great guy and he's, I'm convinced he's destined for greatness. He's already a top name in, in the UK, obviously, and he's making waves in America. Um, I, I see him in one of the big companies before long. Absolutely. Somebody that, yeah, I think we'll look back and be saying, like, remember that time when we, we interviewed Michael Oku. So, yeah, we, but, we won. Yeah. For my point was, anybody watching this review show, um, I really, uh, yeah, I recommend that you check out our videos on YouTube and just listen to the Michael or listen or watch the Michael Oku interview because yeah, really, really great podcast. Yeah, in my was, humble opinion, it was a really good one. And, and put it this way, Chris Jericho's got his number, so he's obviously he's he's destined for big things. He's on the Jericho cruise. He's faced him at MLW, hasn't he? So yeah. he's in that circle now. You know, no pun intended. Not he's, in a circle of Jericho, but. Yeah, it would not surprise me at all if Michael Oku turns up in either NXT or whether he's in AEW. He'd like I me as a big AEW guy, I'd love I'd love that Jericho connection to lead to Tony Khan signing him up. Well, who knows? Speaking of Chris Jericho, we roll into Dynamite. It's the old setting, the old uh, old school setup. Um, yeah, and we start with uh, Chris Jericho and Takeshita versus. Guevara. No. Uh, uh, the quicker you say it, the better it sounds. I'm just going to start doing it really quick going forward. Uh, <laughs> and, and Garcia. Uh, this was the match that was made last week when we was all sort of wondering about, you know, because uh, I made the point that they other people might turn uh, on, on Jericho. They all might turn on Jericho. Um, it didn't happen. Um, no. We saw the walls of Tegetita. That was worse. That was bad now. You, you set me up the first time. I just said the really bad. Yeah, you got cocky. Oh, cocky, didn't I? Anyway. Um, there was it was a really good opening actually. It was it was quite obviously the high flying you'd expect from Sammy, the good ground and pound stuff that you get from Garcia. Same with uh, Tegeshida and uh, Chris Jericho. It, yeah. yeah, it's just Jericho. It Jericho. Um, I, I love the Garcia bit with the dancing. I, I just think that's I I just laugh every time. It hasn't got old for me. I know it's really silly, but um, it, it always gets a pop out the crowd as well. Yeah. It does, it does. And the end of the match actually was quite controversial. Garcia locked in a dragon tamer 
Uh, Gallas cracked him in the head with Floyd right behind the back. Jericho yeah. sees it happen. Yeah. Looks conflicted about it. Yeah. But then pins Garcia and gets the win. What did you make of this, Dave? I, I thought it was great because you had that moment, that intrigue of which way is he going to go here? Is he going to... Mm. And he still hasn't kind of come out and said, this is my decision. But obviously his actions here suggest that his future, um, he's along the side, alongside Don Callis and Takeshita. Um, I, I would have preferred the two young guys to turn on Jericho, I think. I think I would have rather than that, which which kind of forced Jericho's decision to say, right, this is my kind of new backup, if you like. Yeah. Um, but maybe we get to something like that in terms of, you know, I don't think it's finished between Jericho, Sammy and Garcia. I think we'll see more in the coming weeks. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was great. Glad that Don Callis is going to be um, utilised more because I think he's a great manager. Uh, I, I nearly swore then. But uh, uh, the, uh, the chicken S word. Uh, yes. He typical cowardly manager. Striking and running and, and, and you know. I, I thought this was good. Um, I like the direction they're moving in. I'm glad we're getting away from the JAS now. I yeah. think that's pretty much going to be, you know, stop being mentioned and the graphics taken off the the Titan Trons and stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm I want to see more. Basically, I want to see more what happens with this story with Jericho and Takeshita and, and uh, the young lads. Yeah, I think next week they've got a uh, the JAS have got a, a summit. Yeah. I mean, that was announced later on in the show. Was... Got, yeah, so that might be the... Yeah, that might the... be something. Yeah. We're going to see. Uh, Tony Khan uh, put overall in. Uh, there's a nice video package showing the history of Dynamo, which I thought was really good. Yeah, I think the video packages... Have, uh, we've we've touched on it in recent weeks. Well, I think the video packages and the overall production has, has really stepped up in the last few months. I know they picked up a guy from the WWE that was did a similar job over there. Yes. So you can really see that those changes being implemented now and the improvements coming. I mean, we forget sometimes that it's a four-year-old company, you know, and it's always looked really professional and like felt big time. Um, but there's obviously so much that catching up they had to do from yeah. for the, you know, the WWE standards, which blow anybody away, not just in wrestling. I think in sport, in entertainment, the WWE is like just, yeah, streets ahead of, loads of different things but it's good to see AEW are making like real progress in those areas as well it's not just the in-ring stuff it's the overall show that's really kind of improving yeah no definitely it looked, it looked really good from uh the video package they put out was, was great with it yeah i loved it um yeah back from the break and here comes mozart uh sorry jungle boy uh jack Perry. Uh, get it yeah. right um getting ready for his face off with, with jerry lynn um Jerry Lynn comes out and, and says, you know, I would love to go in and beat you up, but it would be child abuse. And to be quite honest with you, I've got so many screws in my neck. No doctor in the world would clear me uh, to compete. But it doesn't matter because I've just called one of my old friends. And one of my old friends just so happens to still wrestle, just so happens to be an ex-ECW guy. And out comes Van Dam uh, to make his AEW... Uh, uh, AEW debut, the crowd go batshit uh, crazy. I swore, sorry, apologies, but they did. Um, swear jar. Swear jar, plump, yeah. Um, I mean, he got into the ring, done his little spinny thing he does. Um, Jack Perry goes out, 
they embrace uh, Lynn and uh, Jerry Lynn and RVD embrace, and then Jack Perry comes back in with a chair. RVD ducks it and just misses a Van Daminator. Um, and then Jungle Man. Boy flies out. Sorry, just Jungle Boy flies out the ring and then uses a little kid as a shield nice. in the crowd before uh, leaving. But RVD in AEW day. This was, I don't care what anybody says, this was exceptional. And I talk a lot about the younger talent and stuff, but the, but I also say there is a place for the legends. And this, so it's not like I want Jericho gone. It's just I've I've said in recent weeks, I'd like to see the, the spotlight on the younger guys. But the spotlight is on the younger guy here. It's on Jack Perry. He's yes. building his heel persona. And we've all discussed it. And he's got work to do on the mic. And, you know, he's finding his feet with it. But this was great. This was really, really good. But Van Dam didn't look overly happy when he came out. No, um, yeah, which which I thought was a bit strange. Um, but he did all his signature stuff. The Van Daminator attempt looked as good as ever. You know that didn't look like like he couldn't do it properly oh. anymore. Or you know he obviously keeps himself in great shape and he yeah, still yeah. wrestles. So out, out of any ECW guy they could have brought in, this would be the guy. Right. I didn't enjoy uh, Sabu coming in a few months ago. I just thought it was a little bit out of nowhere and just caught everybody's by surprise. And yeah, I, I could have done without that. But this and how they built it with Taz and then Jerry Lynn to ultimately lead to a match Jungle Boy against RVD on TV as well. So it's not as if that's gone into All In, which was what no. people were kind of saying it might. I don't think that would be right. Because I think you've got to get as many of the AW regulars on that show. I think yeah. they deserve it. You'll get a few guest appearances. We'll see some UK talent and stuff. But I think for that featured match, that should either be at All Out or on a Dynamite. So I think that's perfect, mate. I, I was really, really happy with that segment, and I thought it went down really well. What do you think? Yeah, listen, I, I, RVD's always been one of my favourites. So the fact that uh, when we had RVD... Um, when I heard that he potentially he was coming in, I was Pantera really... War Kit as well. So they've got that theme. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was uh, over the moon, shall I say, when I heard Van Damme's music. Listen, he's a he can still go. He's can st- he keeps himself in great shape. I've got no qualms about someone of Van Damme's age coming in to to, to put because he, he's going to put Jack Perry over. Yes, you would assume. Um, and what what bit but what better name to put on your resume? Uh, someone yeah. prepared to get win as RBD. Now that match is also, as you brightly point out, that's next week. Yes. Does that lead in? Well, that match is. Are they going to add another one? Would they say, for example, something could happen next week when it could move to? Yeah, you know, they could have another match. They could go on an all-in or an all-out card. Um, who knows? But um, I'm I'm very happy with Van Dam. I, I like yeah. that. So I'm I can't. If it, if it then leads to a multi-man, whether that's a tag, a trio, or a four-on-four, four, you know, uh, one of the pay-per-views, even if it's Christian. on the... Yeah, Christian, Val Christian. Um, there's definitely things they could do with that, and I, I wouldn't mind it. Obviously, they're going to have some kind of pre-show. Um, they're going to have probably eight to ten matches, I would have thought, at All In. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the, the general amount that they go for. They've done more, um, but I think yeah. they kind of learned the lesson from that and realised it was too much. Um, but I think RVD coming in for this kind of role probably won't be long-term. It's probably a short-term deal. It's probably just to work this program and, you know, he'll, he'll ride off back into the sunset. But he's, 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's got a lot of people that he's worked with in the past. You know, um, I remember the match that he had with Jeff Hardy at Invasion um, <laughs> yeah. going back. And, you know, I was a fan of him in ECW. Uh, I was a fan of him. He's running the WWE. I was a fan of him in TNA. So, yeah, I couldn't be pleased to, to see him. And, and in this capacity as well, he's not like he's coming in and he's going for the world title. No, exactly. uh, he's coming in, he's working with a younger talent with a story that has been thought through, makes total sense, and it leads to this match next week. So, yeah, I'm, I've got no criticism for this. No, me either. Um, well, we move into the next match, and by God, crimes. Uh, a three-way anything-goes match. Uh, Trent, Penta, and Moxley. I mean, Moxley didn't bleed, which was... Yeah, shocking. Trent... Trent did a lot. Trent, fine. The proverbial crimson mask. Crimson? Oh, he was having a blood transfusion, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, they had barbed wire bats. They were doing suplexes through tables. They, they were doing pretty much everything and everything. Gotch style power drivers onto thumbtacks and you, you name it. They just done it. It was crazy. And then the, the, the most impressive thing was that Trent actually picked up the win. I, I love that. And I hoped that would happen because at times in the past, the best friends and they've, they've been the guys that have, have had the shoulders pinned to the mat and staring yeah. up, looking at the lights. And that's, that's happened more than I would like because they're such a great team and they're AEW originals. Um, they, they showed the parking lot match, didn't they? And then we'll get onto that in a minute, but that match against Santana and Ortiz was phenomenal. Um, and there's been injuries and stuff, and Trent's been in and out, but they've been, they've been back for a while now. And I was really hoping that Trent would pick up the win. And I thought the way they did it was perfect. But the fact that the Lucha Brothers won the tag match last week suggested to me that that Penta might have have uh, lost this week. Yeah. Uh, but I just think, I just think doing stuff like that, it keeps everybody strong. You know, it's not 50-50 booking as you like, but it's not just the same guys being the guys that pick losing every week. If you feel that anybody could win in a triple threat, you know, and you don't know which way it's going to go, that's exactly where you want to be. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to go back and watch this match again because I was watching it and so much stuff happened. I was yeah. trying to remember each spot to talk about tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to go back and and like dissect it again because it was great. I mean, could any wrestling fans? I mean, some I know some people like the more family friendly stuff and they don't like the hardcore stuff, but like. Ah, kind of, your eighteen to fifty kind of demo. I mean, this this is great. I mean, the whole show is, as we said in the past, a bit of a buffet of wrestling. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of everything. You can, you know, there's a women's match, there's a tag match, there's a trio match, there's a triple threat. Um, just just great television, uh, great wrestling, sports entertainment. It was indeed, and it's carried on after the bell. Uh, Moxie just jumped straight on Trent. Rest of the BCC come through the crowd, but Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor were there to accept. Big brawl breaks out. Trent dives to the floor from the top, takes everybody out, and also, and also Orange Cassidy does an orange punch to take out Moxley. And then, as you say, they got on the mic and they changed the BCC to a brawl on Rampage. Yeah, I mean parking lot brawl. Sorry, on Rampage. You're parking lot brawl. Yeah, I mean that makes Rampage. Um... Uh, I've got to watch it. It must see for me now that match is on there. Uh, I was kind of surprised they put it on Rampage, but 
I would say the last six rampages, we've had four really good ones, you know, yeah. two probably that you, you wouldn't have missed a great deal in terms of storylines and stuff. But advertising that for Rampage, uh, one, I thought, you know, Trent's got to go again pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I, that could be that could be the perfect way to book Rampage, you know, continuations of stuff that happens on Dynamite. Um, so uh, again, if that would have been announced for all in, I'd have been absolutely fine with that. Yeah. I know in the arena we wouldn't have seen a great deal, we'd have been watching it on the screens. Yeah. But I think that that is a pay-per-view caliber match um that could have featured at all in or all out. So the fact we're getting it for free on Rampage is just, you know, you, you could criticize them saying that they shouldn't be giving that match away for free. Um, but at the same time, I can't wait to see Rampage now, which yeah. you don't I don't feel that every week. I always look forward to Collision. Yeah. And Collision has probably been my favorite show on a on a whole. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean I've I've enjoyed elements of WWE and, and stuff in recent times, but Collision for me is the show that if I could only watch one wrestling show, that would probably it. But this week I'm looking to looking forward to seeing Rampage as much as I am seeing to seeing Collision. And I can't even tell you who wins that match because I have read Rampage, but it's being filmed tonight. So <laughs> Okay. Um, and Bailey's place, so uh, yeah, I can't. Gotcha. Hey, so, I was thinking whether they were recording it after, so that's what I, I feared for Trent. You know, but yeah. yeah, at least he's not doing double duty. No, he's doing. I think they're filming at Bailey's place tonight. So, gotcha. Uh, uh, it, the result of it won't you won't even know who wins. So you have, you'd have to watch Rampage to find. Yeah. Out. Again, that's that's great, isn't it? It'd be interesting to see the number that Rampage does this week and see if they get that little bump. Yeah, um, bump from last week. Yeah, yeah, particularly in the in the demo as well. Mm. So, uh, you can probably tell I love Dynamo, I love the show, but I'm just, I'm just so happy with the state of wrestling in 2023. I think as fans, we so, we so lucky at the minute to be getting all of this great action, yeah. um, and we deserve it to a degree because over the past 20, 25 years, there has been periods where it's been pretty. Tough to be a wrestling fan at times. Um, you know, we've had to sit through some dross. Um, but just lately, uh, well, for a long time, to be honest, but particularly this summer has just felt so good for the world of wrestling, whether that's the independency in Japan, WWE, AEW, MLW, GCW, Impact, or probably missing some, NWA. Just great time to be a wrestling fan. I, it hope, it, I hope it continues like this long term. Forever, we just keep getting more, more great content. Yes, I agree, especially because we have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, next up was Mr. MJF. Um, who now this is where we get the all in stuff, so we can talk about this in a second. Yeah, MJF. Um, come out. He talked about his AADs, rejection sensitive disorder. Went into a bit of detail. I was getting told pick things up as a Jew boy and people getting stabbed in the back. And yeah, he said, you know, he said, I, I'm still a scumbag, but I'm your scumbag. <laughs> anyway, so, you got a chant. He's he a scumbag. He did. Um, and he welcomes Adam, uh, someone that helped him, which was Adam Cole. Um, and then he said, basically the kind words he was talking about, you know, what a man really was, he looked, you know, blah, blah. And he, and then basically he said, uh, MJF took the mic and said, uh, I said I'd give you a title shot no matter what happens at the end of this match, the tag match, basically. Yeah. And he said, 
come to the conclusion that you don't deserve the match. You don't deserve any match. You deserve the match. The main event at Wembley are all in. Gives Cole a contract. Cole says he loves him. Now, did you spot the Easter egg when they hugged? You did. You did. So, for those of you that don't know, Adam Cole has done this a couple of times um, in the past where he's hugged someone and has basically stuck the knife in the back as part of the hug. And he done that when they hugged with MJF. So, again... What a little detail that is so yeah. good. So, eagle-eyed people can watch him, you know, but again... Um, but anyway, Dave, so we have our main event for the pay-per-view in a couple of weeks' time, and we still have that little bit of who's turning who. Yeah. But we've got our main event. Yeah, and what a main event it is. You know, one-on-one, Adam Carl, MJF. We saw the match, the you know, the preview, if you like, for this. Um, a great match they've already had that went yep. to, uh, you know, time limit draw, essentially. Um, but the dynamic is very different then. So it's almost like that that match doesn't really matter to a degree because what's happened since in terms of them becoming best friends um, and you'd think the match will play out pretty like a a straight up one-on-one wrestling match without too much MJF hijinks until perhaps the end or is it Adam Cole that puts the knife in his back Uh, or do they just have a straight up match MJF retains or Adam Cole wins and they remain as they are now and that continues into the future. We we don't know. We all thought the turn would have happened by now. I think we all thought the turn was going to happen last week. And even when Max said tonight that you don't, I've come to the conclusion you don't deserve the match. I think a few of us, I mean, he got me again, to be honest. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay. Even got Adam Cole because he was like, what? Yeah, exactly. Right. But I, I thought this was so good. MJF, I've I've been critical of him in the past because of the lack of... Well, we wanted to see more of him, to be honest. We wanted to see yeah. more of him. We wanted to see him wrestling more. Um, but he has wrestled more of late. And I think he absolutely deserves to be in the main event spot at All In. Uh, I couldn't be happier for him, for Adam Cole, for the company to be going ahead with that match. Um, I think it's great. Really interesting dynamic. Really interested to see how it will play out. Um, yeah, roll on all in, roll on all in, indeed. Um, we were treated to the elite next against Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and J E double F J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett. Uh, quite a fun match, this yeah, a bit yeah. nice bits of comedy in between as well. Uh, good to see the elite back on TV. Um, the Hardy's come out to remove Sanjay Dart at one point. Um, Hangman does a great buckshot. Oh my! I'm Jared. glad you said that. It was yeah, it was awesome, wasn't it? Oh, Absolutely yeah. awesome. The timing though was perfect as well in terms of where he turned around. Yeah, it, you could say it was overbooked. There was a lot happening in this. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a TNA esque match. <laughs> there was just a lot of a lot of stuff going down. But I loved it. I've got to be honest. I absolutely loved it. Um, and then obviously, Kenny gets on the microphone to make his announcement. Yes, we're going to say just a bit before that. So he hit the buckshot. Uh, Lethal did grab the guitar, but uh, Omega drilled him with a V trigger, then played the guitar on his back before yeah. finishing with the one winged angel. Uh, and then Nen gets on the mic. And as you say, basically, he says he's got the announcement that Lee have re signed for quite a long time. And he sent a smile and said, Wherever it is, dynamite, rampage, ring of honor, heck, even collision, which got a massive pop from the yeah. crowd. 
uh, you'll be seeing a lot more of all of these guys. Now, with that, with him saying that, now, are we reading too much into this? And we are we are we once again tantalizing our fantasy booking brains? Or does this, because he even said that, is it now indicating that perhaps things are either going to be smoothed over, are smoothed over, or at least they're in a point where they're considering talking to try and smooth it over? I think in the next couple of weeks on Collision, if we get a six-man tag involving FTR and CM Punk, then we can be expected an appearance from the Elite, which will hopefully, and it is a fantasy booking, um, that that trio's match, CM Punk and FTR versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, that match, <laughs> that's just, that will sell any remaining tickets that haven't already gone. Um I think as a minimum, what we can expect is FTR against the Young Bucks at All In. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Uh, it's just the Punk and Kenny factor. I mean, Kenny and Punk one-on-one for the Punk's title would be another huge main event. But then we've got Will Ospreay to consider as well. And are they going to be having Ospreay Omega 3, which is what the rumour's been for a long time. So again, I know we haven't got a clear picture, but we are a few weeks out and the wheels are in motion now. So they're obviously going in the direction of setting up these huge matches for not only All In, but for the following week at All Out. So yeah. I, I can't wait to see Rampage and Collision. And like like we said the other day, this uh, we talked about Collision. If I could, if this was pre-recorded, I was watching it as a series, I'd be getting on to the next episode straight away. Yeah, yeah me too. Just yeah, this When he said that, it got me thinking. I mean, in here... And he hasn't really got an issue with Punk. There's not, there's not a lot of beef between Kenny and Punk. No, from it stemmed out of all of that stuff. It's more the others. So yeah, that anyway. Who knows? Now, well, it, it certainly seems like it is a, at least a possibility, which you yes, know, is exciting enough. Yeah, indeed. And as I say, because the whole point of them create, you know, the the clean thing was that they were never going to be a part of it. So. Yeah. If they're now saying, "Hey, we're going to be upon it," that's yeah. But that's also yeah. big. That's also big for AEW, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not just big for us fans that may get this match that we want to see. That's huge for the locker rooms. Exactly. It's great for the company for morale. You know, everything that happens can be truly put behind it. And you know what? There's always going to be things happening in wrestling companies. There's always going to be backstage stuff. There's always going to be disagreements yeah. falling out for it. There's always going to be people that don't like their booking or the fact that they're losing it. Nobody likes losing. Um, but I think prior to that, prior to all out or brawl out, it did seem like AW was quite a harmonious place. And, and since that, it's the more and more stories have come out of the discontent and that. So if, if the elite an FTR, well, more punk, can put it all behind them and, and do business, essentially, then as you say, mate, that is huge for the company moving forward. And that just unlocks so many matches, storylines, the potential. You know, it could be they could even start it off around now and not even pay it off at all in and do other stuff and do like Kenny Osprey. Uh, I'm pretty sure they could do books FTR anyway. Um and and then the six man that could work towards that down the line and tell a longer story with it. We, you know, we when there's a good story going on, we as fans we can we are patient, you know, because we like to see these stories develop. We want to see more, um, but we don't necessarily need the match 
instantly we would rather be taking on a, a bit of a journey uh, and a great captivating story so the potential is there for all of that whichever way they go so yeah huge huge positive announcement yeah let's see what happens now we we go on off of this to a one of the most graphic skits or vignettes or whatever you want to call it that AEW I think have ever done um I- I know you, I'll let you talk through what, what it was, but honestly, at the end of this, my, my jaw dropped and I was just yeah. staring at my screen with my mouth open and wow. Wow. Yeah. So the Mogul Embassy um, was there there and AR Fox said he wants to know why Derby couldn't have called Fox in the last five years since he was his hero. Uh, Swerve said he casted AR Fox in his latest movie. A video was shown. Uh, at this point of the Buddy Wayne Academy where Nick Wayne trains basically. Yeah. Uh, and and Fox and Wayne uh that they would they come in, the, there was other guys there, uh Swerve, Nana and, and Fox dispose of the other guys and then they got a picture of Nick's father. Oh sorry, they absolutely battered Nick Wayne, sorry. Uh yeah. The the Mogul embassy just basically kicked the living crap out of everyone that was there. Uh, yeah, all the trainees, wasn't everyone the trainees. that Nick was working with? Yeah. Uh, and he broke, they broke a picture of Nick's uh, and his deceased father over his head. And Swerve was saying he was going to leave the photo right where he found out his dad died, uh, which was, Jesus. Uh, then AR Fox had a piece of glass to Nick Wayne's throat, forcing him to unlock his phone so he can call Darby Allen. Uh, Darby Swerve. Does answer. Darby does answer. Swerve does. They'll Darby to shut up and listen. Berates him for leaving his mentor, AR Fox, in the dust. And basically, it ends with Nick Wayne lying in a pool of his own blood. Dave, what in the blue hell was that? It was unbelievable. Uh, and it, it it was so graphic that you know we 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 talk about things. Uh, in the WWE, in the Attitude Era, where there was yeah. graphic stuff. I mean, there wasn't that sort of graphic stuff, but this was envelope-pushing stuff here. This was like horror movie or action movie villain-type stuff. When it? it was like watching a yeah. scene in a film. Yeah. Um, it was very gritty as well, They the way they yeah. filmed it. Obviously, they were at the, not a backyard setup as such, but a, a home wrestling school. And I just thought... I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was brilliant. I was left. I couldn't believe what I was watching, and I did obviously think they're going too far here. Um, but at the same time, you got to keep in mind that this wouldn't have happened without Nick Wayne's yeah. full blessing and oh, involvement. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's not they haven't done anything inappropriate in terms yeah. of you know against anyone's wishes. Um, yeah, really. I mean, I don't know if I could do that. With my, with my dad um, I don't know but obviously it's, it's a storyline and you have to separate yourself from yeah. from reality sometimes yeah. and it's a wrestling storyline and it's somewhat akin to what you'd see in a film or a TV show um, I just thought it was brilliant I just thought AR Fox looked great I thought Swerve now just looks like a million dollars I've always been a Swerve fan yeah. but he's bulked up as well he just Oh man, I can't say enough about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it though, mate, because as I say, I left that and my jaw dropped. It literally wasn't as far behind what you've just been saying. Um, I was like, 
I've never, you know, I mean, listen, AEW have done some, you know, there's been some bits and pieces. We had we had Moxley when he he'd done the, uh, the the finisher on Kenny through the glass table. I think it was one yeah. of the first Dynamite episodes that they had. There was things like that, but this took the the really that yeah. What I always like about storylines is where there is the hint of realism in it, and that's yeah. why I always say that the Omega and Bucks and the Punk thing would work because there yeah. is that element of friction between the two things. They have taken a real life event, Nick Wayne's dad dying, and they've used a portion of that in their storyline. So for there now, they are monster hills. Yeah, that they're like they're going to be booed out of the building. Hated. Yeah, they're going absolutely to be hated. hated. Um, I absolutely thought this was AEW's best work that they've done. Yeah, because it, it's, it may not be to everybody's taste. Let, let's be honest. I mean, leave it yeah, to you could definitely say that distasteful. Um, it, it was, but yeah. it was obviously done with all the consent of the people that matter. Absolutely, and and, and for me, the, as long as you know that, that everyone consented to it, I ain't got a problem. But I thought that was the best, I would say, skit or whatever you want to call it, that AEW have done in for in, in ever. I, I don't think there's been anything better no. than that. We've been talking in, in recent weeks, again, I've mentioned it earlier, but about the backstage stuff and the video packages and Darby Allen's involvement. Yeah, Obviously, Darby Allen, Swerve, Nick Wayne, AR Fox, they're all great mates and they've come up together and trained together. So they have obviously formulated this with Tony Khan and, and whoever's kind of uh, involved creative wise. Um, and it seems to, we're going to get Darby and Nick Wayne against AR Fox and Swerve. I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> and with what happened as well in this match, that's just built that match to like, I want to see now. Yeah. Um, but we won't get it now. As I was saying, just about, you know, watching this story play out. Can't wait to see what comes next. I can't, I can't wait to see what Darby Allen does in retaliation. Um, whether Sting's factored into it as well, just, Darby, just Allen, so Darby Allen will be spoiling for another fight on Collision this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I certainly think we'll probably see something of him, maybe. But if not, next week on Dynamite, we'll get some kind of rebuttal. He'll, he'll be going crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, I, I wish they could have done a video call with yeah, Darby I, I thought that's and showed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was yeah. more, it was a voice call, but it still, it still worked because he go. Well, Swerve told Darby to shut up, then I and listen, yeah. and you know, perhaps they might have uh, they might they might have done. Uh, I don't know. Maybe next week they'll show you when Darby arrives at the training facility. After, yeah, yeah. Maybe they leave a camera somewhere. You know, yeah. I don't know, but we'll, yeah, uh, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they carry on this. You'd have thought, yeah, they'd have get they'd have got the money's worth in terms of while they're there and they've yeah. got the the wrestlers all on site. I don't know where it is where Nick Wayne lives, but you'd imagine they've done a few bits and pieces that'll yeah. that'll be aired in coming weeks, but just captivating te wrestling television. Just, yeah. Amazing. That was, as I said, that's the best promo skit. I don't know what you want to call it. Vignette, whatever. That was the best thing they've ever done. Uh, the best one they've ever done for, for me. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Top, top marks. Top marks. And then we go from that to the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Um, Aussie Open uh, against Vikingo and Commander. Uh, yeah, this was exactly what you would expect it to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> lots of higher flying stuff, Lucha Libre, uh, you know, style tag match. Aussie Open are absolutely, are absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they blew, they blew my mind. Absolutely fantastic. 
They were absolutely, yeah. They were on, well, they are unreal. And I think when you partner them with people that like the Lucha Libres and, and that do that kind of wrestling, yeah, it makes it even more better because oh. they're just, the way that they all work together, it just, it, it was fantastic though, this match. Well, you look at those four, I mean, I don't think Vikingo's under an AEW contract, Commander is, and obviously Aussie Open signed recently. <laughs> And, and those are guys really that have come to the fore in recent times. I know we've seen Aussie Open in the past a couple of times, but it's really been the last few months, particularly with Commander and Vikingo, that we've seen more of them on AEW. And this was just sensational. I mean, the Lucha Libre isn't for everyone. And, you know, a lot of the flips and stuff like that. But I quite like that a lot of the times that they do the flip, but some they'll do one flip too many and it leads to the downfall. Um, but the couple of moves they did, the one when they both walked on the rope at the same yeah. time and did a moonsault, um, the where they both did a 450 off the same turnbuckle onto yeah. um onto Davis, I think it was. Man, this this was just phenomenal. This was phenomenal and very different to the other stuff on the show, very different to obviously the triple threat and the opening tag match, and it was its own little niche. Um, but I was thoroughly entertained. Um, they they're just incredible. I've always liked, I always like the cruiserweights in in WCW. Um, yeah. but as you say, to pair them with the likes of Aussie Open, and it's not just for cruiserweights, if you like, for luchas, and you've got the clash of styles, and you can do different things. And I mean, the double team moves that Aussie Open have got. Now, some of the stuff they do, I've never seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, man. I thought they'd retain. Obviously, they've only just won the titles. They won them at um, at the last pay-per-view, yeah. didn't they? Um, but, again, this was like an absolute showcase. It's almost like, in a way, AEW thought, this is our 2 and episode. Maybe we'll get some new fans checking it out. We might be seeing the advertising more in the States that it's 200. Um, and this is what we are capable of. This is what we've got. This is the talent we've got. Um, and we can do this week in, week out. And I really hope now that, you know, Collision is on such a good track. Uh, and and as we've spoke about endless times, the additional two hours of, of television a week, everything just seems to be settling into such a fantastic rhythm. And uh, long mate, continue, man. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that match was amazing. Um, main event time. And the women get the main event this week. It was yep. uh, Tony Storm against Hikari Shida. Um, no, no. Now, are we <laughs> after all the stuff that was saying last week and this week the women main event the show? Make the make that what you will, but it doesn't make the difference. Yeah, but uh, mate, mate, we've been part of that. Um, you know, conversation. Um, we spoke at length with Steph Delander the other night about it. So maybe if what the negativity from last week hadn't have happened, then maybe this match wouldn't have been in the main event. And it's the world title. You know, if it was the men's world title match. 99 times out of 100, it's going to be in the main event. Um, occasionally, they open the show with something like that, but usually it's the main event, and that's exactly where the women's match deserved to be. And yes, we have we we've had a lot happen. It seemed a little bit disjointed because we have had a lot happen with uh, Shida and the Outcasts. Yeah. Um. But then there was a bit of a gap in the middle, wasn't there? Yeah. Um. But we back. It's back on track. So it, it is a story that deserve to be highlighted and shown in the main event and as I say world titles on the line so I was I was really pleased that it was the main event this week yeah me too 
and it got some good time, which was another thing. There was a storyline behind it. And it was amazing all these things that we say, Dave, if you give a match a meaning and a storyline. and it, it's it. And Make us get, care. Make, make us care. care. And you've got two good competitors like they did with Shida and and, uh, and Tony Storm, that it actually works. And funnily, right match. What a, what a main event. And not only what a main event, we now have a new women's champion. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then obviously... It's Dynamite 200, so you think they might pull out all the stops and there might be a title change. But I, I really thought Tony Storm would win one way or another. And then the way they did it at the end, there was there was a slight hesitation for the referee who could have perhaps grabbed the kendo stick. So that, that's minor criticism. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she took out the outcast with a kendo stick and then managed to get a roll-up victory on Tony Storm. Well, when, Storm hit that, when Storm hit the green spray, yeah, I thought and then, that was and then hit Storm Zero. I thought that's it, done. Yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe we were going to get some come out of the end and set up something. Yeah, yeah. Out of it. When she kicked out as well, and the the crowd went ballistic for that kick out. There was yeah. one before that uh, that she kicked out of. Um, but yeah, that second one after the spray paint and the Storm Zero, just just awesome. And then they did the roll up, and she either got her. And then you had the celebration afterwards yeah. and Shida was really emotional. You could see how much it meant meant to her. She had that run during the pandemic era, which they discussed at length. Yeah. And she didn't really have the opportunity to kind of hold the belt up in front of the fans. You know, the first time she had perhaps the, the chance to do that, she she lost. Um, that was to Brick, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, the fact yeah, that Ned, yeah. So she's she's the women's world champion again. It just seems right. It just it just seemed the right decision. As shocked as I was for the title change, once I once I'd kind of digested it, I thought, yeah, absolutely. That that is absolute perfect booking. Uh, and I'm intrigued to know now what happens with the women's world title picture going into the two pay per views. You know, are we going to have Outcast? Are we going to have Britt Baker? Are we going to, who are we going to have? Who's going to get involved? And who's she going to be defending against? Um, no, yeah, nine out of ten show for me this week. Uh, it wouldn't be far off a ten for me, um, but there were some minor bits and pieces. The commentary audio at times seems a little bit quiet, bit weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but that's that's mine. That's been really petty. I, I'm giving it a, a, a strong nine out of ten this week, mate. I don't know. Um, you... No, no, I'm with you. Nine out of ten for me this week. Yeah, I, yeah. It, listen, they're gonna they're gonna have to do some big stuff. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'll, I'll be quite honest. And open. We we are not reviewing Raw this week, and and I'll be open with you guys now. It was terrible. The go home Raw review, the go home Raw before a big pay per view isn't worth reviewing because nothing happened of any note that denotes anything that's going to happen on Saturday. So it could have been a house show, couldn't it? Yeah. So we're not. So Raw got about a three. This gets a nine. So the rest of the week, I mean, Impact's got their duty tonight. Smackdown's tomorrow. Collision Saturday. There's going to, they're going to have to go some on Collision, Dave, to be this. Yeah, but I think they'll be up for that challenge as well. Oh yeah, Punk will be salivating it. Punk, FTR, you got Andrade, Miro, House of Black, you know, all those guys, uh, you know, Julia Hart, because um, the women as well, you know, the women, Chris Statlander, up, she yeah. didn't feature, uh, Taya Valkyrie, um, y- you know, everyone that's going to be part of Collision this week are going to be wanting to go out there and really compete with this dynamite because 
it blew me away. He, I, I just, and, and we've had some bad dynamites in recent times, and and Andy's been really upset. We, we were quite happy with last week's, but we could, we could understand elements of the show that weren't as good. And then we did definitely have one week when all four of us reviewed it, and, and even Parker was very kind of concerned about the direction. Uh, but now I'd love to speak to him um, about what he thought about this this week because uh, I, I, they didn't really put a foot wrong. Uh, and as I say. I only really score it nine out of ten. I live in hope that they can beat it, and I could give a ten. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna find it hard though. It's not going to be easy to reach these these heights week in week out. No, you expect the odd bad one. Yeah, it does happen. You're doing so many hours of wrestling television. You book and the crowds play into it sometimes in the audiences, and they had some. Yeah, they were. They were fantastic. They were great in the MJF section uh, segment as well. But throughout the night, they were awesome. We had some kind of uh, lower capacity crowds when they were doing the Canada tour. Yeah. And I think that did affect the overall show, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but they seem to be back now, firing on all cylinders. Uh, and I'm really, I know I said it earlier, I'll say it again. I am really looking forward to watching both Rampage and Collision this week. Um Rampage for the first time feels must see because of that parking lot brawl. Yeah, I might even have to watch it myself, which is very rare for me. Yeah, yeah. Rampage, but um, for that I, I certainly will. But you're saying about people putting foot wrongs, Dave? Is that time of the show where I've we got it this way? Where we I've have got to it. Start saying our goodbyes, and as it's AEW, I leave it to you guys. Yeah, it's time, fortunately, to bid you adieu. Goodbye Mwah. and good night. Bang. Stay safe. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.